Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. As most of you know, I'm sure, we lost a jazz giant this past week with the passing of Chick Corea due to what has been described as a rare form of cancer. There have been a lot of tributes and a lot of historical material about him and his career. Today, I'll do my own type of tribute, but one that focuses more on some of his great compositions, more so than his piano style. He was an extraordinarily eclectic musician, and his compositions and his playing were in a variety of styles. Latin grooves, funk, fusion, bebop, post-bop, freeform, folk, and a lot of the European classical tradition. Let's start with one that comes from both classical and a folk tradition. And it's an arrangement rather than an original composition. It's from a 1978 album called Secret Agent, one of three albums he recorded that year. It's 20th century classical composer Bella Bartok's Bagatelle No. 4, which is actually an arrangement of a traditional Hungarian folk song. Chick Corea introduces some interesting electronics to it. In an interview with musician and musicologist Len Lyons, Korea stated that when he first heard the composition, it impressed me as a blues, something mournful from another culture. I started messing with it at the piano and imagined the piece with a choral background and some wailing going on on top of it, unquote. The song is played through three times, first on only piano, then with an Oberheim eight-voice synthesizer added. For the third chorus, his wife, Gail Moran, sings the same notes as the Oberheim. Here it is, Chikria with Bartok's Bagatelle Number no. 4.
text, one of many that Chick Corea has written in the Latin groove, and one of ten Chick Corea compositions that are included in the real book, 6th edition, volume 1, that is so often used by students of jazz. 500 Miles High, from the Light as a Feather album from 1972, with his ensemble called Return to Forever, features Flora Purim on vocals.
Czech Korea and Return to Forever is frequently played composition 500 Miles High. With a recently deceased Czech Korea on Fender Rhodes electric piano, Stanley Clark bass, Joe Farrell on flutes and saxes, Erito Mariera on drums and percussion, and Flora Puron vocals. I wanted to go next to something from the earliest years of Chick Corea's musical career. I discovered that what appears to be his first album, at least the first one where one of his own compositions was introduced, is a hard bop album called The Thing to Do by trumpeter Blue Mitchell on Blue Note, released in 1964, and that includes one Chick Corea composition called Chick's Tune. I want to encourage you to look that one up on YouTube and give it a listen because it really moves. But given the limitations of time, I thought I'd instead play something from his very first album as leader, especially since it's also a tune in the real book. And I'm trying to learn to play most of the tunes that are in that book. You listen to this one from 1966, as well as his 1964 debut, and you can get a sense as to why Miles Davis took an interest in him first asking him to sub in for Herbie Hancock. That was when Hancock was delayed in South America while on his honeymoon and was going to miss a gig. Then Miles decided that he wanted Chick to play with him permanently, especially since Herbie Hancock was likely going to be moving on to other projects anyway. The album is called Tones for Jones Bones, and here is the title track, with Steve Swallow on bass and Joe Chambers drums.
tone for Joan's Bones, Chikria from 1966 with Steve Swallow and Joe Chambers. Let's go from one of Chikria's first recordings to one of his last. This is a composition of his that he's recorded a few times. The tune is called La Fiesta. It was first recorded in an ensemble led by Stan Getz, then in a group that Chikria led with Gary Burton, and then with his Return to Forever band in the 70s. Here's a recording from last year's Trilogy 2 with Brian Blade on drums and Christian McBride on bass.
La Fiesta, Chick Corea from the year 2020 with Christian McBride and Brian Blade. That Trilogy 2 double CD has been nominated for a Grammy this year, the decision to be announced March 14th. Since this program is intentionally focusing more on Chick Corea's fine compositions rather than just on his amazing, equally amazing piano and keyboard playing, I thought I'd play a couple other interpretations of Chick Corea compositions, starting with a Canadian vocalist, the granddaughter of Bob Ohm, the friendly giant on Canadian TV, Emily Claire Barlow. And this might be Chick Corea's best-known composition, which includes an introduction based on a well-known guitar concerto by the Spanish classical composer Joaquin Rodrigo. This is Spain, Emily Claire Barlow. And I'm going to follow it with an even more bizarre interpretation of a Chick Corea composition. Thank you. 
just heard two unusual renditions of a couple Czech Korea compositions. That was Windows, as performed on Bassoon and Accordion by Ray Pizzi and Frank Morocco, respectively. Before that, Canadian singer Emily Claire Varlow with Tom Sesniak on electric piano, Chris Mitchell, tenor sax, Russ Little, trombone, Steve McDade, flugelhorn, Rob Pilch, guitar, Scott Alexander Vase and Brian Barlow Drums with their rendition of Spain. This week on Discovering Jazz, I'm doing a tribute to pianist and composer Chick Corea, whose death last week has shocked and saddened the jazz world. Here's one of his tunes from the real book that I've been playing a lot. One of the things that most of his tunes have in common, at least from my perspective, is 
that I'm not nearly good enough as a pianist to play them. They seem pretty difficult, but this one is very accessible and very lovely. It's called Crystal Silence. This is from a 2003 album called Rendezvous in New York, where Korea reunited with different members of various bands he had played with over the years. He had originally recorded this next tune with Gary Burton, and here is their new version, Crystal Silence.
Crystal Silence, Gary Burton, and Chick Corea from a 2003 performance. Since that one was really long, let me play something really short. Since 1971, Chick Corea has been composing short pieces that he referred to as children's songs. Even though they aren't specifically for children, nor can children generally play them as they are rather difficult. He made an album in 1984 called Children's Songs, does a bit of a reprise on a solo album from 2020 called Chick Corea Place. And from that album, here is Children's Song number 15. Time for one more selection. And since I started with Chick Corea reinterpreting one of my favorite classical composers, Bela Bartok, let me end with the same. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. This has been a tribute to the late Chick Corea. Next week, I invite you to listen to the program that I was originally going to record before I heard of that huge loss to the jazz world. I'll feature next week six jazz standards, and share some stories about each one, finishing with a piano duet of Chick Corea and his friend Herbie Hancock with Bartok's Ostinato. It's from a 1978 album called Corea Hancock. (laughs) ¶¶ 